More test cricket this week. Hook it in our veins. Welcome to the latest episode of the CrickBlog podcast. Shabo here from CrickBlog, joined by my wonderful co-host as always, Nash. Nash, how are you, mate? I've got the Arsenal beanie today because I thought, <laughs> yeah, we, yeah, we're talking about England. So I thought I'd just put a bit of, you know, cover myself a bit of a bit more mediocrity in theme with talking it's, about it, England. It, it, it looks like you're wearing the Arsenal <laughs> beanie for solace, to be honest. <laughs> it's just, just something to hold on to. Yes. right now when things aren't going things aren't uh, going really good for you uh, in cricket nor in football so no um, in r- soccer rugby league sorry in soccer as, as well. it's known in australia sorry what's that also in rugby league here in australia as well yeah. i follow the team running last <laughs> so yeah. it's all going very well for me anyway how, how have you been yeah i've been i've been pretty good um yeah uh really happy the test mat test series is back again after nine days mm. um uh, uh, holiday or vacation, whatever you want to call it. So um, it's finally back the, with the third test and really, uh, really enjoying the uh, Pakistan versus West Indies, sorry, West Indies versus Pakistan series as well. Yeah. Um, few few uh, images coming out of there and a few uh, good knocks by Fawad Alam as well. So really happy. And uh, can't get the field dry quick enough for match yeah. to start you saw the delays yesterday i don't so know how that happens in in 2021 know. i t- tweeted about that yesterday i don't know how you know the, the facilities you know that bad um something really needs to be looked at there um yep. so yeah so in this episode we'll, we'll preview the third test coming up we'll touch on the the ongoing second test between the west indies and pakistan we'll also touch on pretty big news out of australia it's been you know Justin Langer issue. Um, mm. You know, there's, you know, people coming out in the media talking about his shortcomings as a coach, lots of things being leaked into the media, lots of people coming out and defending him, including Matty Hayden, uh, his yep. longtime opening partner there. So we'll touch on that towards the end of the show. But but in terms of the cricket, um, England, India, um, third test this week, we'll touch on England's pace bowling woes now, um, Mark Wood has been ruled out, uh, which will probably mean a likely debut for Sakib Mahmood. But yep, that's correct. That that makes a long list of, of England players, England bowlers out with injury. Um, mm. Surely now, Nash, it's, it's India series to lose. Surely. Yeah, I mean, it it was India series to lose before this Test series began because um, England were England England's batting lineup wasn't that strong at all anyway. So it was. And we all knew that the only thing that was going to trouble India or give them any sort of problems was the England bowling. And with um, mm. they, with Archer not playing, with uh, Stuart Broad getting injured, and then um, Ed Wokes. Uh, ben, yeah, uh, ben, ben, ben Stokes uh, not playing as well, Ollie Stone, and now Mark Wood. So um, they, they, they have their share of fair share of problems as well. But the thing is, we have seen um, what weak teams, inexperienced sides can do when it comes to um, you know uh, uh, tense test series. Because uh, and and it goes both ways actually. In my opinion, I was just thinking about it before the recording, and uh, it goes both ways. That India has now given uh, a, a shown the world that you, you cannot you cannot argue that oh but most of a team was injured you cannot p- pose that argument anymore since you know india beat australia with whatever team they had um, so yeah so that i think india have made uh, that point that whole argument around oh we did not have a first side really that whole point is whole argument is gone now so um, england have to make uh, make do with whatever they have got and they you know they have to pose their best playing eleven on the on the on the field, and that means giving Sakib Mahmood uh, his Test debut, and also putting David Milan at number three. But mm. again, with Oli Pope back into the side, does Oli Pope bat, bat at number three? I was I was talking to a beautiful, uh, wonderful friend from um, Hawkeye Podcast yesterday, and uh, what Debashi said that you know if if uh, Oli comes in at number three, then where does Milan Milan will bat at number five, or you know they might. Just oh, it's swap probably just, in a, it's probably no. just one of them that plays, to be honest. Looking yeah, at exactly. possible 11, because you'd think Burns and Hamid to open. I think it's a good opportunity here just to go through the possible 11s um, ahead of the match and then probably give our yep. uh, thoughts ahead of the contest knowing, where the strengths and weaknesses of the teams lie. 
Yeah, knowing back. England, I would not be, I would not actually be surprised if I see David Milan opening. Um, you know, we we have seen some crazy, crazy batting lineups mm. uh, from England in the last few months. Got a special, I would not be surprised. Got an opener there in Hamid. You might as well pick. Yeah, him. exactly. Yeah, that's the that's the um but then, sensible choice. Yes, yes, that's the sensible choice. But as we have seen, you know, in the past, it's not always sensible mm. with English management. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so just to go back to the point on on Milan or, or Pope. It's it's probably just one of them to be honest, because I think Johnny Bester, as I mentioned last week, has been doing okay in that number five spot. It's mm. worth just persisting with him a little bit longer because I think he is showing, you know, more signs of solidity and sort of the the old Jenny, Johnny Best that we saw, you know, yep. a few years back. But um, yep. But Chabel, I think, and this is this is a question for you actually because Australia are in the same boat as England right now because I feel that with Johnny Best personally, this is my pure personal opinion that. Um, Johnny Bairstow doesn't belong entirely into the test arena. He, you know, he, 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 fair, he has played 76 test matches and he has a few, you know, uh, what, five or six hundreds, but I don't think he his game is suited for the test arena. Yes, he has, you know, performed uh, relative, relatively well uh, as opposed to other batters, but, my, you know, where the similarities lie for me between England and Australia right now is, and you can probably shed some more light on this, is mm. Johnny Bairstow, bat, batters like Johnny Bairstow um, are stuck in kind of a circle. Yeah, mm. You could call, you know, even someone like a Travis Head or Matthew Wade in that same sort of, um, you know, circle where, okay, they, they go out of the test side, they come back. And we saw this with Johnny Bairstow where he wasn't playing Test match in t- in twenty in last year. Yeah. So they come back. Travis Head, for example, Matthew yeah. Wade, for example. Um, they come back. They perform a couple of tests. You know, in couple of test matches, they drop off. They go out. They come back. They do the same. This has sort of been going on. So yeah. my question is, where does the where do you draw the line? Where do you stop? Where do you say to Matthew Wade or and uh, we are digressing here from England, India, and England, but always got to get uh, Australian. Sort of, yeah, it's sort of a same circle for yeah, I know what you mean. Australia. I know what you mean. I just want so to where, where do you draw the line with, with players like Johnny Best yeah. or with players like, you know, Travis Head? I just want to congratulate Johnny Best in advance for his century in the upcoming test match after Nash said uh, he, doesn't, he doesn't fit into the test tape. No, no, look, in all seriousness... You know, you, you know what? Now that you have said, you have probably jinxed it anyway. So. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest... I, I, I completely understand where you're coming from. But, you know, in Test cricket, Johnny Besto, maybe the last two, three years, um, he hasn't been able to make the adjustment between the white ball cricket and the red ball cricket, where he's been so successful in white ball. And then he comes into the Test format and he hasn't adjusted very well. How many times was he getting bowled uh, through the gate, driving on the up? with a massive gap between bat and pad. We all remember that dismissal against Tim Murtagh at Lords and things like that. This series I've seen, he's probably been a little bit less susceptible to the one coming in. He's been a bit more tight with his defense in this series. I've just seen those but that's differences. The thing. That's what, that's what happened against Ishant in the second innings. He, he did not that. get bowled. He got he got LBW, but yeah. I understand. I know what you mean. Yes, yes, of course. But but like for the most my, part. Sorry, but my, my point is, I'm sorry, I'm going on a rant here because I, yeah. you know, I'm just a bit annoyed. Is that my point is, even though he gets to a 50, he gets out in the same fashion. Yes. And I, that's the thing that happens with someone like a Travis Head as well. Completely agree with you. But can England afford at the moment if, if someone's getting a 50 to drop them? In a, in a no, I'm not to do that. Saying, uh, I'm not I, saying I, I, drop them. I'm not. I did not say drop Johnny Bester. That okay. now you're putting words in my no, mouth. No, no, I'm sorry. You're implying it. He doesn't belong in the test team. You know. But I'm just saying from England he, perspective. He, I mean, he doesn't belong in the. Uh, in the overall I'm player. He doesn't belong mean? in the test arena as an overall player. Yeah. So if you had the choice for this test, would you drop him? No, I won't because only based on the fact that he has scored, he's in form with and he has scored but a few yeah, runs. That's what I'm saying. And England, England doesn't really have any options. Well, that's but what I'm saying. My, as well. my, my, my point is that if you had any other option, you would you pick Johnny Besto? E- even if he has, even if he had scored a 50? Um, 
Well, if, if that option is Ben Stokes, absolutely. I'd pick Ben Stokes uh, over pretty much anyone. Uh, other than Joe Root. I'm, I'm sorry to cut you off previously. Uh, I'm not, I'm not no, angry. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm just like annoyed. I'm just ding, annoyed. Ding, ding, you know, ring the bells. Um, but no, look, look. I think now that England have made the decision to pick best, though, it comes back to the original point. You've got to pick one of Milan or Oli Pope. I can't see them fitting both. Yeah, yeah I agree. Um, yeah. So my So who would be, you pick? Who would you pick? Oh, uh, I'd probably go Milan because I think he might be a little bit more familiar with the number three position. I think Oli Pope's more a middle order player, but mm-hmm. but that's Would not you to take say a Oli- chance. Would you take say, a chance? That's not to say Oli Pope can't do the job because he has a lot of talent. You know, he's yep. got the ability. Um, oh, yeah. I'm in, not in, sure. in terms of, here's a question for you. Here's a, mm. probably a difficult question for you. In terms of future and giving someone experience would you not put Oli Pope at number three yeah yeah you know that's a good that's a good point as well sort of test Oli Pope out in this environment and, and yeah. sort of um see what he's made of in a way um because he can't he can't do any more worse than what what's already happening yeah know? yeah agree so, with that and and Oli Pope to be fair you make a good point he's got a lot of upside he's got a lot yeah. of potential his ceiling is quite mm. high I feel um you know, and that's why it's unfortunate um, that he hasn't been able to, uh, you know, be consistent yet at test level. He's got 19 test matches of experience now. So um, it, it's time, hopefully, for Pope, um, you know, to make a mark. And this could be the time. Um, I remember, yep. you know, Kane Williamson, his first 2025 test, if I'm not mistaken, was only averaging in the 30s as well. Mm. Uh, he was averaging. Mm, yeah. Yep. Not, that's not to say Ollie Pope will be as good as Kane Williamson, but. It's, it's, you know, even great players like Steve War over the years had slow starts to test cricket. And again, it's not to say that Oli Pope would be as good as these guys, but it's just something to say that players can bounce back. Um, and if yep. the talent is there, then that'll shine through. So you do make a good point. There's an opportunity there. How much red ball cricket he's played at number three is something I'm not 100% sure on because I'm, I'm quite mm. familiar with Oli Pope as a number five, number six batsman. Uh, playing in county yeah. cricket in those positions, playing in test cricket yep. in those positions. So coming number three is a tough position in test cricket. Yep. yep. I, I, I completely agree with you on that. I completely mm. agree with you on that. Yep. And and you know you know what what, what I would say that I would I would even go as far as saying just put him in number three. Mm. At, at, you know what you don't have anything to lose. To be honest, let's 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 be completely honest here. Even if you put Ollie Pope at number three, he he could at least score with 35, 40 runs. That's, well, that's, that's, if he, that's if he scores those runs. But if he yeah, yeah, exactly, three, but, has a shocker of a series, you've got a bit to lose there because he's, this is a guy you want to protect and you want to enable him to But that's the thing. Perform. You would still stick with him. You would still is, stick with is, him. Is throwing Oli Pope at three, throwing him into the Wolves? Is it, is it unfair to bat him at three? Look, look, it's it's test match cricket. You have to step up and you have to you know, prove your worth no matter what. Kale Rahul... Is, we have all seen what, yeah. happened, what what's happened with KL Rahul when you yeah. start, you know, when he started opening. Yeah. So everyone has had to, you know, sacrifice what come out of their comfort comes zone, out, and you know, comes out a test of character, isn't it? You know, you can exactly. use the back, back exactly. against, your backs against the wall, but you can use that to spur you on. As you made yep. your point around, you know, India and Australia. What I was so impressed about India in that series is there were never any excuses. Um, you know, they used the the injuries and, and everything that was going on as a way of saying, you know, what we could let's let's try to achieve this. Despite Mate, let's all be these honest, issues. no one apart from England really gives excuses. Oh, the excuses! I, <laughs> uh, did you see my article? I, I, I saw your it, article. I wrote a good article, article over the weekend. Please, please, ruff- please shed some light on that. Please, shed I'm going to try ruffle a few feathers. I, the England batting, what I've seen from the media, because it was an article from the Telegraph. I didn't even bother clicking it, but it was the tweet from the Telegraph <laughs> that yeah. said that if there was no ball, sorry, if there was free hits for a no ball, then Jasper oh, would, yeah, would, would not have um, executed that attack on James Anderson. Yeah. I'm like, oh my goodness, what am I reading? Barrage, barrage of bounces. Oh, I'm like, this is test cricket, guys. All yeah. I heard earlier in the year was complaining about the pitches 
when England had the chance to bat first three times out of those four tests in India earlier in the year. Yep. I, was, yep. I wrote in that article that if India are producing sharp turning pitches, that actually brings the opposition spinners into play. Exactly. And I referenced Pune in 2017 against Australia. Steve O'Keefe yep. was Shane Warne. Joru took a Pfeiffer, so they don't have any excuses. When you produce pitches like this and you lose the toss, you're taking a big risk as as India, uh, as a home team, in my opinion. As an away side, you don't use that as an excuse. You say, okay, let's get 200 on the board here or anything close to that. We're right in it. Mm. But no, they want to use excuses. Chris Silver with the coach against New Zealand said, ah, England are inexperienced. And this was against the New Zealand side. They rested six of their first team players and they lost that match. And now here they're talking about Jasper Boomer ruffling James Anderson's feathers and England went completely off the boil. It's just too focused on external issues. Focus on yep. your cricket. Get your batting right. Get your counter cricket right. They are the priority. Yep. Stop making excuses. You've got opportunities to perform. Absolutely. Rant, rant over. Absolutely. Rant over. Absolutely. <laughs> I love that. I love that, Raj. But yeah. And, yeah. and uh, I'll just quickly point out what you said earlier, like just to um, echo what you have already said is mm. it's, it's, you know, it's the, if you believe that test match cricket is the highest, pure, most traditional form of, of cricket, then it should stay the way it is because that, that, that way the real test of character comes out of a player, yeah. you know, that way you, you can separate the best from the rest. Of and course. if, doesn't matter what type of batter you are. Doesn't matter what type of you know skill you have. If you if you can't even and, and let's be honest, it was three bounces, and it was three bounces. If you can't face that at this level, then I'm sorry. Then you you, sh- you shouldn't come out to bat. It's just you could have you could have very well argued that Joe Root could have declared when he saw that, and yeah. just said, okay, that's enough. Yeah, but that's the thing, like. Look, Jasper Boomer got England riled up and it affected their performance on the fifth day as we saw with the tactics. So England have to come back and clean their minds up for this Hangley test because, you know, they're 1-0 down in this series and they could very much go 2-0 down in Hangley if they don't get their act yeah. together. And um, what, I, what I've absolutely loved and I've found it funny that after the India, India tour uh, a few months ago, we saw all these memes and you know pictures on on twitter and all on all over the social media of mm. what the english pitches are going to be like you know yeah. uh gra- total grass patch and all that stuff and then here you are you, you can't even survive that so yeah. what excuse do you have yeah, now exactly you know india completely outbatted um england in their own conditions in you know conditions on day one at lords in the last test where Ball was moving around and uh, Kaya Rahul and Rahit Sharma put on a clinic uh, in test mm. match batting. On the same pitch, you're probably back. England's have collapsed in a heap. Yep. Given the, the lack of fight uh, and their propensity to collapse. Um, just yep. well, quickly, before we touch a bit more on India and, and what we can expect of them in the Headingley test, England's 11. Um, who would you go with at number three and, and what's your 11 um, for the test match? Um. So I'll start with Hasib Hamid and Rory Burns at the top. Yep. Um, Just before you like continue, see... it's a big match for Rory Burns as well. Yeah, it is. It is. Um, it is. Yeah, it is a, a good big series match. against and... New Zealand, and he's been very disappointing in this series so far. So a big match for him. Yep. Yep. But I mean, we. It is a big match. Let's you know that. But what he does here will go a long way for him at the Ashes as well later on in the year. Yeah. Um, you know, his, his confidence in these three test matches will prove a lot, uh, a lot of diff- Yeah, it will prove huge. Um, so I'll go Rory Burns and um, Hasib Hamid at the top. Then, as I said earlier, I would like to see Ollie Pope at number three. So I'm going with Ollie Pope at number three. Joe Root at number four, even though he's essentially an opener. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, Johnny Best Johnny at five. Oh, Josh Butler at six. Yep. yep, Josh Butler at six, um, Moin Ali at seven, uh, Oli Robinson at eight, Sakib Mahmood at nine. Uh, who else is left? Sorry, Sam Curran at eight, Oli Robinson at nine, um, Sakib Mahmood and James Anderson ten and eleven. Mm. Is that is that is that what you would go with as well? You went with Oli Pope at three. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Um. To be honest, 
back Ollie Pope probably is, is probably the message for England. And, and uh, the only concern I have is, as I said before, um, it's probably the position of three. It's a very specialist one. And if Pope doesn't have the exposure in that position, then that might be an issue. But mm. if England decides to back him, then then I think no one can argue with that. Um, like you, Burns, Hamid at opener uh, in the opening positions. Pope at three. Let's go Pope at three. Still, It's still a big issue for England, that, that uh, number three spot. But Oli Pope has the talent to make that one his own. And this could be the opportunity mm. to do that. Uh, of course, Joe Root um, at four, Besto at five, Butler six, Moeen seven. Oh, Sam Curran had a bad game at Lords. Yeah, yeah, he that did. was tough. But I think um, he's too good a player. I mean, he's a good player. We have seen that, so you know he'll come back. Yeah, yeah. Probably and and you don't really have any other option. Uh, is Craig Overton in the squad? Yeah, he is. But um, I think they might go. Do you have Overton. that? Would you have a batting all-rounder or a bowling all-rounder in there? Because mm, Craig Overton can bat as well. Probably not as yeah. good as Sam, but um, oh, Sam's coming off a, a, a king pair as well. It was a tough game king for him. Pair. Look, he's done it before against India. And yep. as I said, it, similar to the number three position, no one can argue if England decide, yeah, let's persist with Sam Curran here. Um, but just give me, he just looks out of sorts at the moment. And given that you're one nil down, you're willing to take a risk like this. Would you rather have the uh, maybe the better, the greater consistency of Craig Overton in your attack, who can sort of nibble away at a length? Uh, I don't know. I'm undecided on that one. I'll probably make my decision. So yeah, uh, but, but you're still going with Moin Ali. Moin you're Ali still going seven. with Moin Ali. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Moin Ali at seven. You need a spin option there if you're not going to pick Jack Leach. Uh, hmm. Ollie Robinson at nine, uh, Saqib Mahmood at 10, and James Anderson at number 11. But there's some questions there for England to answer like that, that additional pace bowler, pace bowling all-rounder, uh, either Sam mm. Curran or Craig Overton. <sighs> Maybe for the left-arm option, you probably have Sam Quick. Curran there. But that's Quick, a tough pick one. Pick one. If, you, if you're right now walking to the toss, pick yeah. one. I'll go Sammy Curran. You know why? Because he's done it yeah. before and you back him. He's got talent. Yeah. But, you know, just have a quick talk with him before the game and, and really simplify his role with the ball, with the bat. What's, what's you know, what we what we want to see out of you and that sort of stuff. I think he needs the support yeah. because that was a tough match for yeah. him uh, in the yeah. Lords game. And, you know, he was, he's very important to that team. When he's on, he adds a, a very good dimension with bat and ball, as we saw in the 2018 series. Um, yep. On to India, a lot more settled. Um, Absolutely. Even though probably there's, there's question marks hanging over the three, four, five, as great as those players are. Um, you know, there's always, you know, the question mark, Virat Kohli, is this going to be the game he fires? Pujar and Rahane, can they build on what they did at Lords? But other than that, I'm really impressed with, with, with everything that I've seen from India in this series. Honestly, Virat Kohli needs that 100. Oh, yeah. Just one, just 100, and then we'll see 10 more, to be honest, is what the I feel. floodgates will open when he gets that first. Yep. The class is permanent. Yep. Absolutely. Is and permanent. I, I'm and absolutely, like, I, I, I feel that as, as an Indian fan, from, from what we have seen of Virat Kohli, and everyone hopefully agrees with me, is, he wouldn't be too bothered about this, hmm. you know, as a, as, as a leader, as a captain, as a, as a batsman as well, he wouldn't be too bothered hmm. be, that he doesn't have a hundred because he knows, you know, it's just around the corner and he, it will be just around the corner, yeah. and, you know, hopefully we'll see that soon. So as long as he's doing the, the job as a captain, hmm. um, what he does as a batsman will, will follow. Um, absolutely. Because his team, this whole team is, you know, he's the glue that hold, that that's holding the entire team together along with the bowling attack as well. So, um, absolutely. I mean, it, it is a, it is a bit of a worry that middle order for India, mm. but those openers and, um, Rishabh Pant, uh, even Jadeja and he, and the bowlers have sort of, you know, uh, papered over the cracks right now. 
Um, so once that once that three, num, three number three, four, and five uh, score big runs, I think we'll see the, a you repeat of heading lead, the, uh, heading lead 2002. You feel it's the, uh, the missing piece of the puzzle, isn't it? The openers are playing beautifully. Yeah. Uh, down there, lower order. Maybe a few more runs from Rashad Punt will be very mm, much absolutely. welcome as well. But um, the bowling is just outstanding. And Headingley is typically a ground that, of course, uh, you know, suits paces more than it does spinners. And yeah, uh, I think you're going to see the pace play a key role here again. Oh, we were mentioning last week this India attack. You know, on, on the weekend, it was the anniversary of England's uh, 4-0 series win over India 10 years ago. Uh, yep. It's incredible how far India have come in that time. And... Absolutely, you know, and 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 all and, India and fans I can look forward to another great game. Yep, and I read somewhere the other day that that 2011 there was a there was a young Virat Kohli. I think he was 20, 22, 23 years old. He was sitting on the bench, and um, he would have seen Zahir Khan get injured in the first session of the first Test match. And you can't really win a Test series if you're prime strike ballers injured in the first test match itself in the first 15 minutes actually um in the first 10 overs and that was a big blow we all saw ishan sharma was you know really young um he hadn't quite figured out test cricket yet you know we had likes of rp singh praveen kumar rp singh uh, i remember he was so wonderful yeah yeah (laughs) Yeah, they were not they were not they were not really uh firing on all cylinders so it was a really um, underachieving uh, bowling attack, and that really hurt India a lot. And from right from right after 2014-15, um, when Virat Kohli took over this side, I think one message was sent to all the to pretty much everyone coming into the into the team that fast bowlers will be running the team, but the bowlers are what will you know they will win you games. Um, Batters, batters will score you runs and bowlers will win you games. But get Bo- the 20 wickets. Exactly, exactly. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm really happy to see the this uh, bowling attack again. And um, my my 11 is pretty much unchanged, except one change I would like to see is R. Ashwin coming back in place of Ravinder Jadeja. And that is a big call. I, I know that is a big call mm. because, you know, Ravinder Jadeja gives you runs, saves you runs in the field as well. But yeah. what, what I'm banking on is, and what I'm hoping we're, the team management is banking on as well is the top six doing the job mm. um, with the runs. Because mm. even if, if the top six even um, gets to, you know, some 275, 300 runs, that's 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 job done for for india because the the bowling attack is so much um aggressive and so they can run through lineups um, on any given day i think they'll be they'll be backing themselves to uh defend that 275 to 300 yeah 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 agree oh i agree about the bowling attack whether ashwin will come in for jadej is another call because jadej provides that cover down the order with the bat he's been batting well He's been doing the job India have picked him to do. So, yeah. Oh, it's just, yeah. I saw an article the other day. It's uh, great teams will have to leave out great players sometimes. And yeah, great, true. great sides will have greatness on the, on the sidelines. That's the one. And that and, was, that was uh, by Prashant. Yeah. That was pretty, that was a really excellent good stuff, you know? So you think about the great Australia teams and you think about your point, Nash, about how great this India side could potentially be. Um, you're going to have greatness on the sidelines and, and that's what's happening with R. Ashford. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. It's just incredible. And, sorry, incredible. Bef- yeah. Bef- before we move forward, I would just like to point out one change that I'll also make is have Rishabh Pant bat at number three, uh, sorry, number five. That's, and that's then been a, a popular opinion. Rahane coming at number six. Well, the only reason mm. I say that is because you don't want Rahani and Pujara batting together. Well, you do want that, but at some stage, does it depend on the situation can... though? Like, yeah, yeah. I was, yeah. I was saying the other day, maybe it just depends on if you're three for 40, three for 50, maybe Rahane comes in. Let's mm. say you're three for 150, three for 200, then you might send Rishabh Pant there at five. What do you reckon? Because yeah. you just probably be a little bit more flexible in terms of what the situation is because it was Pujara and Rahane under pressure that produced a fantastic partnership. But not only yep. was worth a hundred runs, 
but kept England working hard in the field. Yeah. And honestly, I'll, I'll see your situation. I'll raise your situation here because if, mm. if let's say, um, Pant is, Pant is coming at number five mm. um, at the fall of the third wicket and he's batting, let's say, with Pujara, that gives him the freedom to actually go, That's and, also a very good point. Um, yeah. go yeah. and bat the way he does. And knowing he can bat at number five much more freely than what he will do at number six. Probably not, there, there isn't a huge difference, but probably one person here and there because at number five, he'll have, he'll know that, you know, okay, there's a Jinky Rahane to follow me. So they, he, you know, there's a good chance that he can pick up the pieces from, from, from where Rishabh Pant leaves because I would much rather have a Jinky Rahane batting with the tail enders than Rishabh Pant. Um, mm. You know, with that calm, cool nature of Ajinkirana is just really uh, what the what the tail enders need at, at, at while they are batting out there. So I would just like to see that change for once in in the test in the test match, and I'll, I'll just like to see how that goes. Yeah, fair fair point there. Um, some excellent logic. So um, you know, India's eleven. It, it's strong. You know, there's this flexibility to it, as you just said. And, you know, if they get those three, four, five positions right in this test match, they're going to be even harder to beat. Um, just before we touch on West Indies, Pakistan, your prediction, India, looking very good. 3-1. Uh, are you asking for the test match or for the, for the, the, test, the match. test series? Test match, test match, I would say, yeah, I would say India to win. India to yeah. go 2-0 ahead. It's just, for me, the series, it was before, you know, once Ben Stokes was out mental health, um, you know, break, that's a, he's a great player, Ben Stokes. And yep. to have not have him there, England have really missed him. So mm. it always put the ball in India's court and credit to India. They played some wonderful cricket in this series and they thoroughly deserve to be uh, 1-0 up. And I think they look good to, to win again. Um, yep, Absolutely. So we'll look forward to that. That starts on Wednesday. You haven't um, named your you haven't named your India eleven. Uh, yeah, it's the same as, as what you said. I think uh, I'd have. I'd so have you'd, the same. you'd go with Ashwin as well. No, 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 no. Sorry, I'd have the same as the last test. I wouldn't go. I'd okay. go with the same. I'd go Sharma, yep. Rahul, Pujara, Kohli, uh, Rahane, yep. Pant. But then you know you could always switch between those two, five and six. Jadeja, Sharma, Shami, Siraj, Bumra. Hmm. You know, it's you got the spin there of a Jadeja when you require it, if the pitch uh, provides some turn, and you have that wonderful pace attack there as well. But would you would you have would you as as a captain, would you have Ashwin in that situation if it does provide some turn, or would you well, have Lord's... probably Ashwin would give you eight to ten overs as opposed to Jadeja who will give you probably yeah. four to five. Lords provide a turn, but the pace bowling attack was really, it's, it's really fantastic attack that can still find you those wickets in, in those yeah. more passive and that's the conditions. Thing. That's the thing. Like imagine, imagine you um, as a, as a batsman, you, you, you know, fend off these brilliant four fast bowlers and then you have and a spinner uh, yeah, yeah. and you got Ashwin and then the final thing, oh, here's some respite. And then you see Ashwin marking his yeah, runner. It's basically you deja know, vu to the start of the series, this debate, isn't yep. it? You know, yep. Jadeja's done the job that he's been in the team for. Mm, absolutely. So absolutely. is there, you know, so it, be, it's really, it's, a win, it's not a matter of, it's not a matter of being honest. fair. It's not a matter of being fair on yep. Jadeja, but he's doing a good job for the team. And, Yep. that's what you want and that's yeah that exactly I'll, I'll yeah i'll say that again that it's just you know it's it's a win-win for in, in any situation because if, if you pick ashwin he'll give you a good eight ten over spell if you pick jadeja he'll score you runs at the bottom so ashwin can um, score you, know, you runs a, too but don't yeah. forget he will also give runs in the field so that's um, true. in the field yeah. is a different different proposition yep. as well yeah, of he's course. a different animal animal altogether oh yeah for sure um see so yeah, it's unlike england i think it's it's there's some good headaches for india uh rather than you know the the really stressful ones for england um on to west indies pakistan i just want to give a quick shout out to Fawad alam uh mm. immense respect for this guy 
still scratching my head, still can't believe that it was 10 years between his third and fourth test matches. Um, yeah. In Zamamul Haq, someone put out a, a, a screenshot of a, of, a, of a quote that he made a few years ago to say that there are better options than Farrell Allen. This was even four years ago or thereabouts. Um, but the guy's just making up for lost time. He scored five test centuries now, all in different countries. He came in Pakistan with three down for two runs on that first yeah. day. I, I, I can't praise him enough. Yeah, that's true. That's true. He's been he's been absolutely brilliant since his um, comeback. I think. Yeah. Um, it's and, great to see. You know, I'm so happy for him. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. It's. Uh, yeah, as you said, I'm just confused why you know there's been so many <laughs> uh, ins and outs for Pakistan team middle order in that period, and he here's a guy who has been performing um, anywhere and you know in any situation in the Pakistan domestic. So. He's yeah, but again, the good thing fun. is, good, mm. yeah, good thing is he's back, and then you know finally he, we 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 can see what how how good he is. But it's also scoring the tough runs for Pakistan. You know, he's yeah. in his comeback, he's he's been faced with a, a number of difficult difficult situations where Pakistan are in big trouble, and he's the one getting them out of that trouble. Um, and he could have been very very useful for them over the years. Um, runs for Babar Azam there as well, which is. Very, very um, encouraging for for Babar and uh, the Pakistan uh, team. Um, but that, that's probably Pakistan in a nutshell. It's like you're three down for two runs, but then you can go four for 212 at the end of the day. It's just yeah. both sides of uh, Pakistan cricket. Um, now, we saw the conditions. Um, you know, the ground couldn't, get in, couldn't be put into shape uh, in time for play. But look, the test match has sprung to life now with three late wickets for Pakistan. And they made dents into the West Indian batting that I thought they could make at the start of the series. And I'm not sure what the weather forecast is for the remainder of this test match, but I hope um, that we get to see a full day's play of cricket today. And I think these two two, um, teams are such, such that we could... There's two days left. We could even then we could see a result. Yes, um, yes. Things could go south quickly for these both, both these teams. Definitely. Uh, I think tomorrow looks pretty good in Jamaica today. There's a bit of rain around, but fingers crossed, uh, there should be enough play to allow for a result. And then you and Ash can get your prediction right potentially. Pakistan, West Indies, yeah. one all, one but, one. Yeah. Fascinating. It's just. That's what the beauty of Test cricket is. The ebbs and flows of Test cricket. You know, it looks like Pakistan now are well and truly ahead, which they are. But you never know; that could change in an instant uh, today. And then yep. West Indies can put Pakistan under pressure tomorrow. You never know what can happen in this yep. funny game. But as yep. things stand, I think Pakistan, if the conditions are kind and it doesn't rain too much, and and uh, play isn't interrupted by rain too much i think they'll go on to win you finally we could see some happy happy youtube content from shoy bakhtar <laughs> <laughs> finally yes yep very true um so yeah a lot will depend on the likes of jermaine blackwood Carl Mayers, jason holder uh today joshua de silva there um and they'll be hoping Alzari Joseph can, can spend some time and frustrate Pakistan early on in the day. Um, it's about really grinding down this Pakistan attack uh, and then seeing yeah, what they're made of. Um, so it's, mm. it's a big first session for the West Indies today um, because if they lose early wickets, it's going to be a tough, a tough one to come back from. Um, so we'll review that test match uh, in the next week's show. Um, just wanted to talk also, Justin Langer. There's been a lot of um, conjecture around his coaching. There's been a lot coming out in the media. I, I don't know if, Nash, if you saw an article in the Sydney Morning Herald by writer Malcolm Conn. Now, he was the, uh, the men's team uh, media manager in 2019, and he was sort of talking about all the shortcomings of Justin Langer as a coach. 
Uh, and it was quite confronting how he, he said that Langer would worry so much about the little things and he would take his focus away about, he would get angry over nothing and it'll get everyone yep. tense and it'll take focus away from the important issues, which is the cricket. Um, but Langer's had some massive support um, over the last week, no more so than Matthew Hayden. He came out, blasted the players, blasted Cricket Australia for not dealing with the with the situation correctly, disrespecting Langer. Um, for me, my opinion, I think whichever players go to the media and ratting him out, I think no matter your view on Langer and what you might think of him, I think that's pretty weak. Yep. When you go anonymously to the media and you leak information about Langer, I know I wouldn't do that. And I know yeah, I wouldn't absolutely. encourage my I mean, teammates to do that. Yeah, and being part of a of a team and of a dressing room, I think it's a it's pretty it's a toxic privilege, that. to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. And it, if, if people trust when you're sort of in that circle and in that in that team, it's almost a family. And it doesn't matter which team it is. Um, you sort of travel together, you stay together, you know, you you you, uh, you share your experiences. Mm. So um, everyone trusts each other with things that are said and you know. Uh, yep. um, about their life or about cricket, whatever it is. So, uh, ba- I mean, you're bang on. If, if for someone to go and just leak um, s- stuff and important things from that dressing room, I think to the media, is just, um, see, you know, it just shows weakness and it's just pathetic, to be honest. So, but, but, but it's, it also goes to show that media will just lap up anything. Oh, yeah. um, you know, it, it. it's just how how they are how they are programmed and they will just lap up anything and they'll make a make a mountain of out of nothing so um i mm. think i think to be fair i think players do back justin langer um and in langer's defense i think he has he has tried his best with this with this team um it's just that with the uh, <laughs> he hasn't been given that sort of domestic structure with with the, with the you know what the previous coaches had mm. the domestic structure right now because i feel that a, a a a national team coach should firstly look at the domestic structure and you know have a short list of players who could replace and come at any time and just swap in and swap out so he doesn't have that at his disposal that is so true that's um, and and what I would like to get your thoughts on is, um, obviously a lot has been spoken about the two batters at the moment, Labuskakni and Steve Smith, um, who are really the only ones performing. But and Langer is already backed in pain to uh, captain for the Ashes. Is there a long term plan for this team right now? Is there a long term plan from Langer to? Uh, he, he, let's say even if Langer's not there in, in two years' time, does he have a plan to hand over to a new coach? Does he have a plan for our life after Nathan Lyon? Mm. Do, you think, do you think these things are getting sorted out? Brilliant question because it was something I was going to touch on. My, my point is that I feel quite strongly about this. Is the issues in Australian cricket go beyond Justin Langer. It goes back to our domestic structure, domestic the quality of our domestic cricket and the players we are producing. Are they ready for international cricket? We are desperately short on depth when it comes to our batting across formats. We are too reliant on a couple of players. And when they're not there or they're not performing, it is very evident to see. The only reason India got back into that series last summer was we let them back in because of our terrible batting in Melbourne. Steve Smith wasn't scoring runs in the first two test matches. He's human after all. Barely anyone else put their hand up. Um, so I look at it and say, you know, make a good point about what happens after Justin Langer. There's still so many issues. If Australia want to sack Justin Langer, that is going to do very little in terms of fixing the issues, um, you know, that's there in domestic cricket. Because is his contract till next year's India tour? Or? Uh, yeah, 2022. Yeah. Yes. And uh, I think midway through next year, he's contracted until... And unless something very bad happens in the Ashes, where Australia lose uh, pretty badly, um, well, I think any loss at home to England will be pretty bad, I think. 
Um, which but, which at the moment is not looking likely with this England. Yeah, and they've got, they've got issues themselves. And who knows who will travel from England for this Ashes, yeah. given the bubble and things like that. So yeah. unless something drastic happens in the Ashes, Justin Lang will be there next year. But Australia, as I said, have got other issues they've got to rectify. Who's going to be the openers in Test Cricket in the coming years? You know, we talk about Nathan Lyon. Who's going to be the spinner after Nathan Lyon? Who's in the number five? We don't know who our number five is. Who's going to be the captain, the keeper after Tim Payne? Yeah. Justin Lang has got a, um, you know, a, a job to do in terms of, you know, managing, uh, coaching the test team. Um, it's the job of uh, those in charge of cricket Australia to make sure that the domestic system is strong and that we're producing good cricketers mm. again. Absolutely. So it's a very, it's a, it's a much deeper issue in Australian cricket. Yeah. And I think there's, like now we are in Australia, so we know the domestic structure. We follow the domestic structure. So we know the names that are cropping up. Mm. You know, the youngsters like, uh, obviously, Will Bukowski has already played test match, but the youngsters like Jason Sanger, um, youngsters like Jack Edwards, um, even someone like a Josh Philippi and Alex Carey, they, he's already played for Australia, but he hasn't played test cricket yeah, still. So um Jake Fraser McGurk who was a young under 19 batter last year. So he has potential as well. Mm. So there's so many names cropping up, but is there a plan? Do these players know that they, what they, what they, what their future holds, you know, um, in terms of playing for Australia. So, you know, because we, we saw J- Jason Sanger um, is someone is, is probably the best example. He's someone who, who has been, um, mentioned as a as a future australia captain he has the talent he has you know he can score runs but he had a couple of mediocre uh sheffield shield seasons um last two years and maybe he's only 21 so maybe this this year is going to be his breakthrough year or maybe the next year but um is there any sort of talent pool for the australia a side or or the australia b side at the moment that's what australia have got to get right and really focus on that prioritise. But it's hard when, again, that always point out that the Sheffield Shield season feels very disrupted. It feels very disrupted because you play a few games, then you go on a big break for the Big Bash, etc. And you come mm. back for the last few games back into the, the summer when players are not playing for test spots. So yep. um, it is what it is at the moment. I, I hope one day Cricket Australia can look back and say, let's get the, the short and the Big Bash to what it was and really, um, you know, prioritise and make sure our Sheffield Shield is strong. Because from there, if you're building, you know, good batsmen with strong techniques, you can then introduce them to the white ball stuff as well. And they've got yep. the platform there with, with good techniques that they can then transfer that onto the white ball stuff, not the other way around. True. So big things to um, to look at for Australia there. Um, just before we finish off, I'd like to touch on one last thing. It was actually, it was Munkawaja coming out in defence of Langer as well. Um he said that, you know, he feels the the, the players, um, you know, Justin Langwood for the players are really letting him down, stabbing him in the back. And that's what it looks like. It's really disappointing. Um, Kawaja said that Langer is a very passionate person. He loves Australian cricket, wants the best for everyone. But he can get, um, you know, he can be very emotional. That's, it's probably his one downside, Kawaja said. His greatest weakness is his emotion. Um, but then... It was he said that people have seen the Amazon test series. Was he's out because of the team, because of Justin Langer. Let me stop it right there. My relationship with Justin Langer is really good. So you can see that even Usman Khawaja coming out in defense of him, that quite a few people have come out. So it'll be interesting to see how Australia performs in the T20 World Cup. That's going to be the next assignment. Um, and and it's, it, how it's good a the good relationships thing, are Yeah, it's a good thing, Shabelle, that uh, these Aussie players are at least not going the Nick Compton way on Twitter um, and actually yeah. saying something sensible. Yeah, Nick Compton, yeah. Yeah, he, he, uh, he's got to quickly delete it. But um, he's, had a, he's had a shocker. Yeah, yeah. Um, but anyway, sorry, touching on Uzi Kawaja, I think what you said has been, you know, you've been right on the money there. Um, coming, He's come out in, in support of Langer there and I think um, he's just that one guy who is really, really honest to himself 
and that's that's the sort of characters that you want around you in the, in the mm. dressing room. So I think um, I think potentially Uzi Kawaja is also one option if he if he has a good Sheffield Shield season, who can make a comeback for Australia. Yep, yep, I hope so too because he's a player that um, you know I would have had him opening against India, and that's not something that I'd say in hindsight. Now it's something I was saying during the series, but you know. It's good to see that the relationship between Usman Khawaja and Langer is good, and hopefully the relationship between Langer and the players, um, you know, improves because, yeah, you know, everyone's got a job to do, We've got crew games yep. to win, and you just you need to put those distractions to the side and um, and put your best foot forward. Mm. Well, it looks like that's it for another episode. Um, unless there's anything else you wanted to add. No, that's it that's it for me really excited for the for the third test match to begin and there's a lot of cricket coming up for us so we'll be we'll keep yes. doing this a lot more a lot of, and a lot of uh, hopefully uh, yeah. cpl cpl starting exactly. later this week they're, they're using um, the new smart ball kookaburra smart ball in, in cpl have you heard that no i haven't quickly tell yes, me about they're it they're using yeah you can they're using a quick smart ball which has a chip inside of it so um it's made by it's made uh with it's made by kookaburra yeah and um it's a it gives you uh, much more detailed rotate rotations on the ball seam swing on the ball and everything wow okay I'll look yeah. forward to that that'd be interesting and yeah. of course the cpl is always exciting so plenty of players in the cpl wanting to prove a point from a west indies perspective so we look forward to that absolutely um and there's some more, um, you know, white ball cricket like uh, Afghanistan, Pakistan. I don't know if that's 100% going ahead. That's that's happening. That yeah, that's happening in Sri Lanka. I just it's read still, that. It, uh, it's Af- still going yeah. ahead. Yep, Afghanistan will be leaving. I think in two days. Cool, cool. And then Bangladesh, New Zealand, and Ireland, uh, Zimbabwe as well. So there's plenty of white ball stuff that we'll cover too. Um, in addition to the Test cricket, uh, with the IPL and the T20 World Cup coming as well. So it's a very busy period coming up, and we're very excited for that. Um, Thank you to our listeners uh, for tuning in. Uh, we hope you enjoyed the show. Thank you for your continued support. Um, and also a very warm welcome to, you know, to you who listened to us for the first time. We hope you enjoyed it. Um, a big thank you to Nash as well. Thanks again, mate, for, for your time. And, and yeah, look forward to the test match this week and we'll see you guys next